Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Apologize for the short delay coming out of executive session. For the record, it's 10 after 10. Uh, you can call the roll, please, and we will get this notice of special meeting of the board of the Long Star Groundwater Conservation District underway. Are we re reconvening the first meeting to close it out? Nice catch. Thank you. We need to close that one out. Let me get back over here. Thank you. Number 11. Yeah, here we go. Thank you, Kathy. We're back up here, put in reverse. We will reconvene our open session. It started at 830. Uh, item number 12, is there any new business that the board would like to discuss on any future agenda? I have a question, Mr. President. Can you use that mic there? Um, I, I think with the meeting we just had, uh, I'd like to ask, are we going to have another meeting anytime soon to finish up? We, we, we can schedule that. I think that's my suggestion. You'll take note of that. Okay. Any other new business? Here. Like some guidance on what time the meeting on the 27th is planned. I don't think that was set last time. What time do y'all like to meet on the 27th? It's okay to get uh, get through this meet at 10 o'clock on the 27th, and we'll start yes. in December. Otherwise, that work for everybody. Can we meet later in the day? Hmm? Can we meet later in the day on the 27th? I have meetings on the 27th. Is, is whatever the board wants to do? I can't. I can't. I'm not available after 6 that day, so. 2 o'clock? Just sometime in the afternoon. 2 o'clock? 2 o'clock. About 3. 3. 3 works for me. 3 o'clock. 3 o'clock. Guys, y'all just let me know what you want to do. That's good. I need 1 7. I don't have any motion. 3 p.m. Is that Three o'clock? Yes, sir. Everybody okay with 3 o'clock? Yes, sir. 3 o'clock on the 27th, Kathy. Thank you. Any other new business? If not, I'm under tation. A motion we adjourn? Move we adjourn. Got a motion or a second? Second. All in favor say aye. Aye. Thank you. Kathy, thank you for keeping me straight there. Appreciate it. Okay. We will call a special meeting to order and declare the meeting open to the public. Judy, you mind calling the roll, please? Yes, sir. President Elder? Here. Vice President Hardman? Here. Secretary Taylor? Here. Treasurer Steinman? Here. Director Boucher? Here. Director Prickle? Here. Director Rogers? Here. Thank you. Stuart, would you be gracious enough to pray for us again? And Harry, if you would, lead us in our pledge. All rise, please. Most gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day, and we thank you for living in a nation where we can gather such as we are today. 
work on our issues and problems. Lord, we ask you to be with us as we go through this day, as we make our decisions. Let us be diligent, courteous, and above all, let us be wise in the use of our natural resources. Lord, as each and every one leads here today, be with them and give them safe travel. And as we go into the holiday season, give each and every one of them safe travel as they go and come to their respective destinations. All those. And Father, thank you again for this day and this beautiful weather. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Honor the Texas flag. I pledge allegiance to the Texas, one state, under God, one We'll move into item number four, a presentation and discussion of the district groundwater management plan proposed for re-adoption as required by Chapter 36 of the Texas Water Code and Chapter 356 of the Texas Water Development Board's rules contained in Title 31 of the Texas Administrative Code. We'll have public comment on this. Also would like to, for the record, uh, there was a letter received. We want to be open, transparent on all communications and public comment. Directors, I think you've noticed that you had a, uh, a letter from Mr. Mike Bass. Were there any others that were sent in? Yes, sir. Uh, I emailed out to y'all and put it in your packet. There was a resolution received from, uh, I believe it's the Joint Towers Association and the Woodlands. So two documents from Mike Bass, one a copy of the letter he sent to the Water Development Board and then his letter to the, the board itself. Okay. Uh, would y'all read that in the minutes, please, that those have been accepted by the board? We are aware of both of those. Okay. Thank you very much. As well as Mr. Massey's today. Yeah, I'm going to get. Let me ask, uh, is anyone here that would like to comment today? If you would, fill out one of these. Right now I have three. Uh, if there's none others, and we will proceed with the public commentary. Cameron, uh, just for your information in the board, Wade Oliver is here today with Intera. He's the consultant that assisted the district in putting together the, the amended draft management plan, so I didn't know if you wanted to uh, have any presentation from him or our council regarding the they're available, uh, should you? Yeah. Anybody that plans to speak, uh, I would appreciate, and the board would appreciate if you'd fill one of these out. And uh, Wade, if you don't mind, just for the record, if you fill one out, uh, anybody that wants to step up, we'll be glad to have the talk. Give them an opportunity. It's what the public hearing's for. We'll move forward. Uh, I don't know what order these came in, but this is the way I received them. Uh, 
public comments. At this time, we will receive from Michael J. Massey. Mr. Massey, good morning. Welcome. If you would like to address the podium over there, we'll get you a microphone. And feel free to address the board, please. that work? Can everybody hear me? Well, thank you for the opportunity to speak to this brand new board. I always wanted to see what a shiny new nickel looked like. And uh, it's kind of neat. So. I made prepared remarks, and I think you all have them. So I'm going to read from that. It's Mike, if you'll slide that mic up a little closer to yeah, you. I, I think I can get it. Does that work? My name is Michael Massey. Many of us hope and expect that when given reasonable time to gel the new board's perspective, coupled with the substance of comments being offered here today, will result in critical modifications of the plan proposed by the Lame Duck Board on September 18th. As a former treasurer of Lake Conroe Communities Network, I led LCCN's major water resource management campaign from 2012 through 2016. Over this period, I researched every aspect of the county's groundwater and surface water programs, met with every expert, published major analyses of relevant data. I met and worked closely with every MUD, every local, county, and state official. And I attended and testified at nearly every relevant public hearing held by any governing body. So I've been at this a long time. Based on my experience, I, I really wanted to come to this board and offer some basic comments, uh, really centered on the plan, but it's really what's your strategic view going forward. I've broken the remarks into five pieces or categories. The first is rights. The second is permitting rules. The third is existing caps on production. The fourth is real science. And the fifth is future production management. In my view, the new board's final plan needs to address each of these elements head on with a clearly articulated philosophy that is driven by transparency, compliance with the law, consensus science, and the maximum fair share and safe availability of groundwater. I'm very optimistic that the new board's path to success is actually straightforward when taken one logical step at a time. With regretted rights, state case law has resolved that just like oil and gas, water resources are governed by the property rights of landowners. Lone Star needs to embrace this fundamental perspective in every aspect of its policies, rules, and regulations. Owner property rights are not absolute, but subject to certain restrictions that include the doctrine of fair share and the safe management of groundwater reservoirs. Lone Star is responsible for monitoring the need for and implementing constraints given when they're necessary. With regard to permitting rules, Lone Star's current permitting rules for location, spacing, design, construction, and operation of wells needs to be reviewed, upgraded, and limited as needed 
to adopt to address and meet best engineering practices. That ought to be the foundational framework for it. With respect to current caps on total water production, Lone Star currently severely caps total groundwater production in Montgomery County. Consensus outside of Lone Star has been and remains that this policy of capping is based on false science. This false science has resulted in extremely expensive reactionary measures among water producers, including the opening of costly new wells in new reservoirs, notably the Catahoula, while dramatically cutting production from existing wells and existing reservoirs, notably the Jasper. The prevailing view, including mine, is that the sky is not falling and that current production caps should be eliminated. The new board needs, needs to resolve its position on the current policy of production caps. With respect to real science, Lone Star needs to establish a program of real science through which it can monitor, assess, and provide means for controlling reservoir operations if necessary for fail or for, for fair share allocation <coughs> and or the preservation of basic reservoir health. Elements of that program should include transparency in design and consensus sharing of raw water data with all interested parties. Each reservoir treated separately and in total, not simply as an arbitrary boundary on Montgomery County or the gross aggregation of, dis of discrete reservoirs that comprise the Gulf Coast Reservoir System. We've been fighting about that simple issue for 20 years. Monitoring programs are designed to track not only well operations, but also reservoir storage and recharge and fair sharing of production across each reservoir. And annual reporting should be done on the status and health of each reservoir. Such a program needs to be launched as soon as possible so that it quickly becomes the sound basis for continuously evolving new perspectives on reservoir health. It should be as important as any other report you put out. Montgomery County's various reservoirs span the geography of the counties that comprise the GMA 14. Any real science program needs to be rooted in the total geography of the county's reservoirs. Accordingly, Lone Star needs to collaborate with GMA 14 and, where possible, synchronize its perspectives on groundwater <coughs> behavior and the policies that need to be enacted individually and among GMA 14 members. And lastly, future production management. Future issues that could prompt new policies of selective constraint on individual well or reservoir-wide production can include, one, the pumping by one or more landowners, either within or across county boundaries, that leads to unfair sharing among landowners, and two, collective pumping that causes unacceptable reductions in measured reservoir storage. Lone Star Management needs a strong coordination with its science program that ensures early and consistent development and public reporting of any evidence of such issues. The case for new policy and any specific resulting regulation then needs to be derived from real science 
that has been has consensus acceptance, underlying consensus acceptance of all who will be imparted impacted by that new regulation. Those are my remarks. Thank you for the opportunity to speak here. Mr. Massett, thank you for attending today and thank you for your public comments. We may, uh, as we proceed through the public comments, we may come back if there's any other comments at the end or any questions from the board for anybody that's here or anybody that may have spoken. Next, I have a uh, speaker request form from Conroe City Attorney, Mr. Mark Winberry. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Thank you, Mr. President, board members. Uh, again, congratulations on uh, your recent re-election or election and the enormous challenge that you now uh, face. Uh, the city of Conroe elected officials and, and staff certainly pledge our cooperation uh, to you and we look forward to being able to work uh, with you in the coming weeks and months. Uh, today, uh, we want to specifically uh, express our opposition to the management plan that has been uh, proposed. Uh, the plan continues to rely on uh, the DFC, which through the administrative hearing and appeal process uh, was previously uh, declared to be uh, no longer reasonable. We think even a contingent or conditional reliance uh, upon that standard uh, remains inappropriate, and so we would urge the board to reject the proposed management plan. And in fact, I think uh, we join those who would encourage the board uh, to take its time as you get your feet on the ground here and consider a top to bottom review of the district's regulatory uh, scheme. Uh, the city has in the past uh, made proposals concerning what uh, we believe would be uh, appropriate mechanisms of, of regulation that would respect, as others have suggested, uh, property rights that would relieve uh, county uh, water uh, companies and systems as well as the ratepayers of those uh, companies of the tremendous burdens that have been imposed as a result of the cap that the current regulations have imposed on pumping. Uh, so we would uh, today ask that you reject the management plan that is before you and again offer our cooperation and pledge to continue to work with the district as those of you now in this position of leadership have the opportunity uh, to review the, the regulatory scheme. Thank you for the opportunity to comment. Thank you, Mr. Member. Next, Mr. Bob Martin. Good morning, Mr. Martin. 
Good morning. Uh, thank you. I'm, I am Bob Harden. I'm a professional engineer and uh, spent my career working with groundwater hydrology, mostly in Texas, but other places too. Today I'm here on behalf of Quadvest LP, a sewer and water utility that holds production permits here with Lone Star Groundwater District. Uh, and talking about your management plan, a little background. Chapter 36 does uh, require your management plan to contain the goals and objectives uh, consistent with achieving your desired future conditions that are applicable to Lone Star. And it, it requires you to enforce rules to achieve those goals. If you look at page uh, 11 of the draft management plan, there's an assertion that the current DFCs applicable to Lone Star. Can you give the board a chance to get the arms around that one? If you're going to quote the specific plan, please. Page 11? Yes, I'm not sure what paragraph it is, but there's a, a sentence that references the current DFCs. Can you show me your board? Okay, well, board, please note that Mr. Harden is referenced page 11 on the DFCs. Yeah, it's actually the the paragraph right above the blue heading. Uh, anyway, it says it asserts that the current DFCs that apply to Lone Star are, as Mr. Winbury said, are essentially the DFCs that were ruled unreasonable in the DFC petition process. Which, you know, if they're going to enforce rules to achieve your goals, it wouldn't be <coughs> rational enforce rules to achieve unreasonable results. So Quadvest doesn't believe that those are the current BFCs that apply to Lone Star. Quadvest was a part of the petition process itself. Uh, it was settled with Conroe. But uh, anyway, so Conroe just requests that you don't approve this plan as it's written right now and you look closely at that issue and reach your own conclusions. Uh, also, there's a different issue that Conrad, uh, Quadvest would like to bring up, which is in 2010, the Texas Supreme Court stated clearly one purpose of groundwater regulation is to afford every owner of a common subsurface reservoir a fair share. Since your management plan sets the goals for your regulation, Quadvest requests that you include that goal, fair share for every common subsurface reservoir, <clears throat> as one of yours. If you look at the permits that exist in the district today, the, per the district issues production permits for the Chico, the Evangeline, the Jasper, and the Catahoula. So we know the geologic strata that comprise the important subsurface reservoirs 
under Montgomery County. But there's some other definitions that need to be looked at and identifications to identify this word common. Today there doesn't exist a delineated boundary that is the common subsurface reservoir that applies to Montgomery County. Your management plan doesn't include the words common subsurface reservoir. It doesn't include the words fair share. Neither do the explanatory report issued by June May 14th. So Quadvest would like for you to consider adding that aspect of groundwater management to your groundwater management plan. When you do so, you can start thinking about what, are, what would be the rationale for the boundaries of the delineation of the common area that's important for you to achieve your management goals. If production from one area of the Gulf Coast aquifer can appreciably affect the water supply in Montgomery County, they're probably part of the same common subsurface reservoir. Quadvest stands ready to help you in any manner it can with these issues and uh, we believe this is an achievable goal for the district and we thank you for the opportunity to provide comment. Thank you, Mr. Horn. Appreciate your comments. Next speaker request form is uh, Mr. Wade Oliver with Intera. Good morning, sir. Appreciate you coming today. Good morning, Mr. President, members of the board. I, I appreciate the opportunity to, to be here today. Uh, my name is Wade Oliver. I'm with I'm with Intera. Uh, I'm a hydrogeologist, and um, I, I'm here today to be a uh, to give you a little bit of background on the management plan and, and to be a resource for you. Uh, I participated in the, um, the development of the version of the management plan that you have uh, in front of you uh, today. And I wanted to give you a little bit of background about um, what it is, what the, um, the why we took the approach that we did, and, and be available for any questions. So um, I, I work with, uh, among other entities, groundwater districts um, across the state, and, uh, and on their management plans and on other items. And, and a management plan is a very basic uh, rundown of uh, district information, um, uh, how, to, how to address EFCs as we've discussed, how to prevent waste, how to control subsidence, uh, approach to drought, um, information on historical pumping. So I, I hope that you've all had an, an opportunity to, uh, to work through it. Um, these management plans are required um, documents for groundwater conservation districts. They have to be updated uh, every five years uh, according to Chapter 36 of the Water Code. And um, the currently adopted management plan was from November 12, 2013. And um, the district had received notifications from the Water Development Board and, and TCEQ uh, notifying it of the need to update the plan. So. Uh, the, 
plan that you have before you is to meet that uh, that five-year deadline. And as I'm sure you're all aware, there was this awkwardness associated with that because it was held right, uh, or that deadline came right as there was an election um, for this new board, and congratulations to all of you. Um, the, there's also a requirement, as I understand it, I'm not a lawyer, but as, as I understand it, for the plan to include the model available groundwater provided by the Texas Water Development Board. So the, the, the MAG provided by the Water Development Board is in there. It is that 64,000 acre feet. But we did, um, we did our best to articulate in, the, uh, in the, the text of the plan that the board was moving um, away from the, uh, the management approach that led to that BFC and that 64,000 acre feet per year mag towards um, what was called run D, but uh, that's synonymous with a, a higher pumping rate, uh, closer to the 100,000 acre feet per year. So, going through my notes. The, that's why we took the approach uh, that we did. Uh, that's why that uh, 64,000 acre feet per year is there right now to make sure that it uh, um, it addressed the requirements of the law. But that doesn't that doesn't tie your hands moving forward. And I'm happy to answer any questions. Thank you, Mr. Oliver. Appreciate your comments. Appreciate you coming today as all the speakers. Um, one final check before we maybe open up to some questions by the board. Is there anybody else that came in late that would like to speak? We certainly don't want to overlook anybody or deprive anybody of the opportunity. Yes, sir. Good morning. You have a form you can fill out, sir? I don't have a form on me here. I'll pull it out. If you would fill it out so we'll have it for the record, I appreciate it. Okay, I'll do that right after. I've got some... Uh, Charts here I'd like to hand out. Sam, would you pass those out for me? This is Mr. Bill Baran. Bill Baran. Yeah. And sir, if you would, if you don't mind speaking to that mic and state your state your name, please. Okay, Bill Barron's the name. I'm a Montgomery citizen. I have uh, been following the uh, events here lately with the election and all. Congratulate you folks on having been elected. During the uh, process, there was some statements made about one percent, or at least a half a percent, of all of the aquifer water has been used up in the county of Montgomery. And uh, this chart, which uh, Mr. Oliver from Interra had some uh, part in developing shows what would happen if you try to get the other 99.5%, which it sounds like was one of the goals that there was so much water out there, we really didn't have a problem. But uh, this chart is to show you that if you took another 1% of that water out of our aquifers, we could have some serious problems as far as uh, well uh, yield. So I just want to leave this with you and make sure that everybody's aware that the 180 million acre feet that we have laying out the ground here really isn't all that available. And that's what this chart, I hope, will 
help illustrate. Thank you. Sir, we appreciate you coming today. Appreciate you passing this out to the board. Mm -hmm. We will all have that. Mr. President, I have a question for Mr. Oliver. He's, uh... Okay, if you'll hold on just oh, sure. one quick second there. Here. All right, it appears that we have all of our speakers registered. I want to thank each and every one of them for being here today and for speaking and sharing their comments. We want to keep this process open and transparent. Again, uh, please note, directors and Judy, uh, the minutes you've ever got those, uh, the documents we receive, all the directors receive from Mr. Bass in the WJPA resolution. We haven't left anything out, have we, Kathy? Not that I'm aware of, Brian. <coughs> okay. All right, at this time, uh, I will ask the board and open it up to questions that the directors may have of any of the speakers. If you're asked to speak or answer a question, please, please go to the mic. Eric? Uh, yes, Mr. Oliver, I have a question for you. Uh, maybe two. Uh, first of all, are you familiar with the other management plans of the uh, entities within GMA 14? I mean, I have, I have access to them, but I haven't, I haven't studied them. But Conceptually. I guess, are we consistent, or are they consistent with um, our methodology as far as restrictions and that sort of thing, or is it based on, uh, uh, to the extent that you're aware, are we unique in that regard? So, so I'm going to take that in a couple parts. Uh, Montgomery County is, is a fairly unique situation uh, in, the, in the Houston area among proper groundwater conservation districts in that the, the demand is so high. Many, uh, the demand for water is so high. So uh, many of the groundwater conservation districts in uh, GMA 14 don't have the same issues and don't have to implement, uh, I'm not suggesting that Montgomery County has to implement but have not taken that step in the way that Montgomery County has in the past because um, their demand is significantly lower uh, than in Montgomery County. Now, the, the subsidence districts to the south that, that involve uh, Harris and Galveston and, and Portman counties, they're not Chapter 36 groundwater conservation districts, but they have uh, moved towards a, a move away from strict reliance on, on groundwater to, to address the subsidence issues in that section of GMA 14. Okay. That was going to be my question about Harris County because I think they pump about, what, six times the amount yep. that we do out of the same aquifer? Is that uh, more or less? Yeah, I mean, they, yeah, they pump uh, significantly uh, more than Montgomery County. And they Harris, Harris County's quite a bit bigger and they, sure. are, they are cutting back that. I, get, I, I definitely understand that too. So, secondly, too, can you help me understand this graph and the information that was used? I have not. Um, I, I was not aware that graph was coming up, and so I'll have to. Can I see this. So. Uh, there was likely information that I provided that was used to generate this graph, but I want to be clear that I did not generate this particular this particular figure. But 
this, uh, I, I pulled together information like this uh, four to five years ago to articulate the, uh, the value of artesian pressure for uh, uh, supporting high well yields uh, in confined aquifers such as the Gulf Coast. So as you, uh, when you drill a well into a confined aquifer like the, like the Jasper or the Evangeline portion of the Gulf Coast, the, the water level in that well rises above uh, the top of the aquifer. And what that, what that does is, is creates, uh, if you put in a large pump, uh, it allows you to pull the water level down uh, a significant amount. So you can pull the water level down to the top of the aquifer or even lower. And uh, the reason that's important for well yield is because the, the difference between the water level in the well and the water level uh, outside the well in the aquifer creates that gradient that drives water towards the well. And so the point of this figure was to say that, uh, not, what was to say that the well yield that you get out of a particular well uh, is affected by the, uh, by the artesian pressure uh, in the aquifer and is, um, uh, shouldn't be ignored uh, as a hydrogeologist. And so that's, that's how I got this, but this was, this was conceptual in nature about the, um, the, the well yield depletion with uh, volume depletion. So we're now walled off from the other um, 178 million acre feet, right? There's not a magic wall that says we can't access that. It's just big, this is basically on uh, artesian pressure, correct? Well, the aquifer depletion percentage is along the x-axis in this figure. Yeah. And, and you can see there's this very steep drop on the left side of the figure. Uh, this is because the, the volume of water that it takes to deplete the artesian pressure is significantly less than the, the volume of water as you're uh, dewatering the floor space. Uh, it's called unconfined. I don't want to turn this into a, no, a science. Nor do I. Deal. Yeah, I've, I've learned. But uh, the artesian pressure does support the economic viability of the aquifer, and that's the whole point of this paper. Thank you. Mr. Nelson, did you have something? Mr. Albert, I have a question here, and maybe more of a clarification. Yes, sir. A question. Or maybe combining the two. Uh, the work that Mr. Moraine has handed out to us down below here, it says parentheses based on Interra estimated recoverable storage. What it does, doesn't, and might mean for planting. And then in the box here, as you saw, uh, there's some numbers listed there. Uh, this is in stark contrast to the 2014 terms report put out by the state. Uh, and I'm just trying to figure out how you, how you, once again, this board is challenged with trying to come to a, a transparent, an open, objective answer. But this is in stark contrast to that. I, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Uh, were you, were you done with your question? Okay. Uh, I actually don't think this is in stark contrast with the, the Water Development Board's estimates of, of total estimated recoverable storage. Uh, the, the 180 million acre feet per year it is in this box, uh, and actually a subsequent report uh, pro 
provided or developed by the Water Development Board broke down the, the two components of storage, the, the confined or artesian storage, and then the, the unconfined storage. And so I, su I suspect- What did you say after artesian storage? I'm, so I'm, I'm using confined and artesian okay. uh, synonymously. And then the, the unconfined storage. Uh, the issue that I brought up with uh, in the presentation reference here, what it does doesn't might be for plan. Uh, actually, I gave this presentation before Lone Star had received uh, those TURS reports, but it was to the Texas Alliance of Groundwater Districts, and it was to uh, provide them information saying, you're getting these reports, um, be aware that they're coming, and, and try to understand what they mean. Um, and, and here's all the here's everything that goes into it. I actually worked at the Water Development Board when they were developing the, the approach for how to how to do the volume calculations. So the the subsequent report, like I said, uh, that the Water Development Board provided broke it down into the combined and the uncombined sections. Did that does that answer your question? Well, it, again, uh, not doing what you do, trying to learn, continuing to learn. Uh, appreciate your answer, and obviously we'll take some additional research. I'm, I'm happy to... At least on my part, anyway. I'm, I'm happy to provide any information uh, yeah. uh, that I can either now or offline. And the uh, purpose of this public hearing and any other additional public hearing that we may have, Mr. Oliver, is, is, is uh, I'd like to make it clear we're, we're, this group is trying to reach out to study and to research something and not act on selfish personal opinions regardless of the current situation that we've all inherited. Uh, so I hope through the openness and the transparency of that you can appreciate the questions. Oh, I, I do appreciate the questions. And like Thank I said, you, sir. I'm happy to help however. Okay. between well economics and the health of a reservoir. Your primary mission is to consider and manage the health of the reservoir. If you allow yourself to create regulatory structure that is built on some version of economics, and believe me, there's never going to be one. It's just a very complicated matter, and it moves around as a function of the scale and operations. I would just strongly recommend you not make your primary focus well economics. Instead, the health of the reservoir, if you do that, some of the debates that have just been endless in every hearing I've been in, in all the five years that I did it, was really completely commingling between the health of wells and trying to make better <coughs> economics uh, and having or implying as if that was a conversation about the health of the reservoir when it has basically nothing to do with it. Uh, so I, I, it's a poor half of an answer to you. 
but please try hard to separate those two and ask yourself, are you getting into well economics or are you sure you want to do that? For sure, you have obligations to the state to deal with the health of the reservoir. You can't escape that obligation, but boy, be careful. And much of what was just discussed <coughs> is well economics. Thank you, sir. <coughs> I'll ask the board at this time if they have any further comments or questions. Okay. We will move to item number two. I'd like to have permission to address. Yes, sir. And that's what the purpose of this meeting is for, sir. If you would, Kathy Gamble for him to fill out so we can have it from the record, please. If you would, please, sir, state your name. My name is Bob. My name is Bob Lilick. Um, I am president of the Woodlands Municipal Utility District Number One. Uh, and I'm speaking more on my personal behalf as opposed to necessarily representing the position of my one. I am an engineer uh, by education and training and I look at the whole issue from a very pragmatic and a very practical viewpoint. First of all I'm concerned about what our water rates are going to be in the future. We built this facility on Conroe to use surface water and right or wrong, uh, good decision or bad decision, it is built and we're going to have to pay for it. We are not using the full capabilities of this resource. And I also see that we are letting water out of Lake Conroe to go down to Lake Houston and then onto the ocean and in perhaps from an environmental view affecting the salinity uh, of the ocean in that area. At the same time, we are pumping water uh, out of the ground, where it is my understanding that water levels have dropped between 200 and 400 feet. And in South Montgomery County, we've had some evidence of subsidence, if I understand it, up to about eight inches of uh, subsidence, which we'll never get that back. As long as we have this resource in Lake Conroe and we're getting the rainfall that we're getting, now this is an opportunity to allow our groundwater resources to increase because in the future we're likely to have another drought. In the future we're going to have population growth. So my viewpoint from a practical point is that we're letting a very valuable water resource go downstream at the same time we're foregoing the opportunity to recharge our reservoirs. We have had to modify our wells <coughs> and our pumping costs have gone up because we're now raising, I think in, our, uh, in the woodlands we have five wells, 
that I think of, I think could be wrong with that. And so it's increasing our cost of pumping. Uh, and if we don't get additional contribution to retire the, the bonds that went with this new uh, water facility, <coughs> it's going to increase our water rates. And I understand the property rights too, and so it is a very complex issue. And I do favor uh, the, the term health of our reservoirs. And we have this, have this unique opportunity, as long as we're getting the kind of rains we've been getting in the last couple of years, to improve the health of our reservoirs. And I'd like to see that we do not pass up this opportunity and take responsible action. And I think in the long term, that is going to be to the advantage and shows a sign of responsibility uh, that I think the Lone Star Groundwater District has an opportunity to take advantage of. So that's all I want to say. And again, I apologize. I had a mud meeting this morning and could not get here at 10. And my GPS system put me there at the college and not here. <laughs> but uh, I now know where it is. So thank you very much. Well, sir, I, I appreciate you being here today and, and joining us. Appreciate you sharing your comments. And we understand that these are your personal comments and not representative of the board that you represent. Again, uh, our purpose of the meeting is to be open, transparent, give everybody chance to to uh, share their comments. Anybody else? Okay. Uh, we'll close the public comment number five. We'll move to item number six. Discussion, consideration, and possible action approving the resolution number 18-010, readopting the district groundwater management plan. Fellow directors, you've heard the comments here today. Uh, you can take some action if you want to. You can take no action if you want to. Uh, we can reschedule. Uh, if you choose not to do anything today, we can reschedule this for another meeting. Uh, I will leave this up to the board. Mr. President, I have a question for Mr. Sledge. If we do not uh, act on this today, and we give ourselves a little bit more time, what would the effect be to the, um, uh, you know, not providing the, uh, uh, the new management plan by today? Um, well, that's that's the pickle that you're in. Um, the, the change of the board from the appointed to the elected, coinciding with the expiration of the old management plan and its need in order for this district to maintain compliance with state law, couldn't have been worse through uh, nobody's fault. Um, we, I, I know uh, the board president who was on all boards aware of all of this, but and some of y'all have been attending some of the past meetings, but I'll, I'll kind of just lay it out there for those who, who may not be as familiar with the issue. Um, the management plan can be Re, must be readopted every five years per state law, uh, but can be amended any number of times. And so, uh, 
as you may be aware, the, the old board started to do a readoption of, of the management plan. Uh, a number of folks stepped up and said, you know, you're a lamed up board, basically you need to wait and save that for the new board. The problem with that was whether that could happen in, without this district going out of compliance with state law, which requires that we always have a valid management plan in effect. And so, um, the Water Development Board rules require that that plan be readopted 90 days prior to its expiration. Um, we've passed that, but that's just the Water Development Board rule. That's not the state law. The plan expires on December the 17th. And so we've been working with the Water Development Board to see well, if the old board waits for the newly elected board to take office, um, how late is too late for you guys to be able to guarantee the district that you can get it approved before the current one expires? And the answer that we've got back is, well, we don't know for sure, but if you don't get to us before Thanksgiving, uh, we can't guarantee that we can review it and get it approved in time <clears throat> before the current one expires. And so what the old board did was go ahead and submit the management plan to the Water Development Board to begin its review to give you guys the option to decide whether you wanted to adopt it and stay in compliance with the law or not adopt it and go out of compliance with the law. Um, and, which is, and, and had us set this hearing and issue notice of this hearing, uh, which had to go out 40 days ago, uh, at least, before y'all took office. And so that, that's where we are. And so I, I think legally, um, your options are, if, if you wait any longer, there's no guarantees. I, we couldn't get a hard and fast date out of a state agency on how long it takes them to do it. I believe the quote was, it takes us three weeks to do anything, but, um, but we can guarantee you if you do it before Thanksgiving, we'll get it done. Um, if you wait longer, there's, and, and the longer you wait, there's a strong chance that we will have a lapse in management plan coverage, uh, which will violate Chapter 36. Um, and that's where we are. What are the repercussions of that? Uh, well, there's there's two according to the code. Uh, one provision says that the Texas Commission on Environmental Quality, the TCEQ, uh, shall take action against the district if uh, you fail to timely adopt a management plan. Um, those actions can be ordering you to take a management or get, get your management plan adopted. Um, and then there's some more draconian ones like dissolving the board, dissolving the district, appointing a receiver through the attorney general to come run the district. Not likely to happen. Um, the other is that the state auditor periodically reviews districts uh, and whether they are, quote, under the statute, actively engaged in pursuing the goals and objectives of their management plan. And so you would 
you would, if, if you got audited by the state auditor, you would be on an audit report to the Texas legislature as being on a district that's out of compliance with the law. Um, other than that, and whatever your own auditor writes up on it, <clears throat> I don't know. There's also an opportunity for other districts or any, any uh, person with a legal interest in groundwater to file a petition against the district at the TCEQ for not having a valid management plan in place. And TCEQ's recourse would be the same laundry list that I already, already went over. Um, I, I think everybody knows that y'all have been just recently sworn in or kind of expected to drink from a fire hose here. Um, you could adopt the management plan that's presented uh, with, uh, I, Kathy asked me to draft up this resolution and, and, and I did and I kind of laid out this predicament in the resolution uh, and that y'all would, uh, meet, you know, you would adopt it to comply with the law but you would continue to do your review and studies on it and could amend it after you get your feet underneath you on these issues. You could go update it. Um, or uh, you can you can let it lapse, Mr. Sledge. Oh, some of those updates in the last meeting I attended. Uh, any substantive change to the DFC, as I recall, you said it would take 18 months if I understood that correct. Um, the the well, the are there changes that would take up to 18 months? That's oh, the, yeah. Well, what the Water Development Board has told us explicitly is. You know, on your options on a, on, on, a, on a management plan that they will approve, you've got to have some DFCs in there. And there are corresponding model available groundwater numbers that are provided by the Water Bond Board. And the two that they will accept for you, from you are the 2010 DFCs, which are about 62,000 acre feet a year, or the 2016 DFCs, which are the 64,000 acre that is the only view that you have to include one of those two options in the management plan for them to approve. They will not accept uh, a management plan with DFCs that have not yet been approved by GMA 14. And as I think you know, we have submitted a request to GMA 14 um, late last year, late 2017, I guess, December to change the DFCs from Montgomery County up to the 100,000 acre foot run D number. And GMA 14 is going through that process. But until GMA 14 takes action to approve those, uh, the Water <coughs> Board will not approve any management plan you submit that has those numbers in it. Excuse me, Kathy, what, where is GMA 14 in that decision process? Uh, the GMA is all scheduled to meet in January. Uh, they're, they're working very diligently to move forward on this. I don't see it being an 18-month necessarily role, but I do expect it to be very thorough on all the member districts and, and would estimate 12 months. Is there, is there any possibility of an extension so that we don't violate the law? And we do get the time. The district did reach out to the Water Development Board about the possibilities for extension back in July, July and 
Unfortunately, their rules that they receive from the legislature do not anticipate extensions and, you know, their, their guidance back to me is to uh, have the board amend it when they take office. You know, at that point it was thought we, the former board would have adopted the measure. So, uh, we have reached out. We've they just don't think they have legal authority to do that. Yeah. And that's one the of the state problems. law says every five years and they're a state agency and that's what they do. Mr. President, I think this is probably the most important decision we will make as a board, at least uh, in the immediate future. And uh, I know I don't feel comfortable making a decision like this at this point. Um, as Mr. Sledge alluded to earlier, everybody knows we're in an extraordinary circumstance right now. And I would propose that we um, ask for an extension file with, with the authorities, whether or not they have them or not, uh, make them aware that we are diligently working on an updated plan. Uh, but I want us to give all of us an opportunity to, to do our due diligence, which I've not had the opportunity to do yet. And I would like to, um, I would like to move this back to maybe, I was thinking maybe the 18th of January, which is approximately 60 days from today. Um, I think we need to probably give a definitive date of when we would be prepared to issue that, because I, I know it won't be um, received well if it's just an open-ended, hey, we'll get to you. Um, but I think anything less than that would be a disservice to the people that just elected us to, uh, to do this job. So um, I wouldn't make that motion in that regard. Can I ask a point of question on your motion? The 18th is not a regular board meeting day. Would you post that as a special meeting then? Yes, ma'am. Separate. Was it all? Okay, we, um, on or around? How about that? <laughs> okay. And you got time to pick out a day. Right, yeah, what, what I can do is I send out a, a poll to each one that identify that day. Okay, and, and just for your information, uh, directors, we, 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 I have had discussions with the TCQ. I don't expect them to rush in and take any enforcement action against you. Um, uh, they understand what's going on. They got a letter from the Montgomery County Legislative Delegation, just like the Water Development Board did. And I think that you'll find that uh, those folks are pretty reasonable and working with you. Um, I, and so I long as they see that, I'm sorry? Do you think they will respond to the extension necessarily? I mean, I, I think it's important that we keep them apprised of what you're doing. Uh, the gist of what they told me was, you know, so long as we see that they are working on it and making progress, we're not gonna rush in there and take enforcement action against the district. That assumes that they don't get a petition uh, file, you know, asking them to go take action against you. Uh, but even then, they, I, I think they would be understanding us. I mean, if, if you're talking in those time frames, an extra 60 days or so, I got the sense that they'll be okay with that. You're just going to have, you're just going to have this potential hickey, this legal hickey, by not doing it today. But I mean, you, you're in a, you're in a tough situation, so. Yeah, I think in respect to the people who put us in office, that's a minor, that's a minor icky for me. Uh, Mr. President, I'd like to ask this question. If 
this plan was adopted, and, and it has to be approved by GM 14. Well, you, you have stated that earlier that the state says they will not accept anything. The DFC. The DFCs that are in the plan have to be approved by GM 14. But not, not the DFCs that are in this plan. That the, the proposed DFCs that we've asked them to consider. So they've already approved the DFC that's in here, and then we put it in the management plan. So to change that DFC, they will have to approve a new DFC. You know, it may, I appreciate your comments, Brian, especially there at the end, uh, talking about what they may do, when they may do it, and all that. Now might be a, a good time to openly discuss, uh, for those in the audience who may not know, the challenges that this New, newly elected board has in, inherited. Uh, we are under, in the views of some, probably be extreme duress. Some may describe it as a tenable position. Say what you want to say. The critics are going to speak regardless of what this board does. We have a big, big challenge in front of us. My view is to flip that challenge around and say we have a great opportunity this board does in front of us. I don't know where this is going to go. But we're dealing with situations as Mr. Schlitz described there is no existing policy. There is no existing law. There's rules, but, you know, when you look at this thing, back off and look at it 360 degrees and all the moving parts in this thing, and then you throw the pending litigation in there, it gets rather complex. Again, whatever this board does, whether it's a management plan, whether it's the district regulatory plan, whether it's rule changes, whatever we do, we know we're going to fade a lot of heats. The critics are going to come. That's okay. That's what public meetings are for. At the end of the day, I think this board is challenged to abide by Chapter 36 of the State Water Code and abide by the laws as they have been interpreted by the Texas Supreme Court. And that may be the best summary that I can offer up. To this board right now, I personally am not comfortable with adopting it today. Uh, we have some things that this board needs to address, and we need, we need to have some meetings and get them addressed, and one of them is, is uh, this, this management plan is on that list. I just, I can't do it today. That's the best I can share with y'all. So, anybody else? Is, uh, then I will ask, is there a motion for a readoption? I think I made a motion to 
to extend um, adopting it until uh, on, or, on or before uh, within 60 days in the mid-January time frame as appropriate. Okay, uh, Mr. Hardman, you made your motion. Is there a second? I'll second it. Any further discussion? All in favor say aye. 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 All opposed. Thank you. On behalf of the board, let me thank everyone for coming today. I appreciate it. It's not on me. So it probably the combination yeah. of so many on. No. Again, on behalf of the board, uh, appreciate everyone being here today. I appreciate the public comments. Uh, we have a lot of work to do, gentlemen. Uh, it's it's time to go to work. We have a meeting on the 27th. Kathy? Yes, sir. If you would add to that discussion on the management plan, I'll get with you and we'll talk about some additional agenda items that need to go on that. Uh, we have Thanksgiving coming up, and I believe in count our blessings one by one. Thank you, Lord. Wish everyone a blessed Thanksgiving. Motion to adjourn. Motion to adjourn. Second. All in favor say aye. Aye. Thank you.